0: tragic devastating loss of Aaron Lowe is still weighing heavy on our hearts here in our program Um, we miss Aaron uh, senseless senseless loss and you know for our team to uh, experience uh, the loss that we have in less than a year's period of time with with Ty and Aaron has has been a challenge Um, it's been a struggle but uh, we'll get through it and so that's that's the first thing I want to make sure we address is, is uh, how much we miss him. And, and uh, just it's just something that is uh, very difficult to go through, obviously. Um, let's see, games. Uh, Washington State games. It was good to get off on the right foot in Pac-12 play uh, a week ago and uh, get the victory home, home victory uh, against Washington State. Uh, of course coming off a of bye week now and heading into USC week uh, big challenge I know they've dropped a couple ballgames this year but they're as talented as they ever are and uh, that uh, that's uh, a high level of talent is what they have and so uh, we'll have our uh, work cut out for us it's on the road down in the Coliseum which has been a, a brutal place for us to play we haven't had a lot of success there if any and uh, so we gotta prepare and get ready and and move forward, which uh, which our team is uh, ready to do. So questions? Kyle, how, how hard is it to, to focus on football? I know, obviously, just even talking right now, it's, it's not easy to make that transition. What, what's, right. what's this experience like? Uh, extremely difficult, to say the least. Um, fortunately, we had a bye week last week to regroup, I guess you can say, and, and, and uh, come to terms with uh, with the uh, tragedy, um, and so yeah, it's challenging. It's a challenge, and and uh, you know we've got uh, a lot of football left, and we've got to move forward and, and uh, carry on. Coach, obviously, in the last year you know, before what happened to Erico, you guys were processing and mourning what happened to Ty over the nine months. How does what happened to Aaron last weekend kind of impact that grieving process, and how does it? I don't know if it's add to it is the right word, but you know, how are you sort of dealing with both Yeah, we're, we're doing the best we can. And uh, it was surreal when I got the phone call. Sunday morning, it was about 6 a.m. When I got the phone call, it was, uh, you know those calls are never good. That's the first thing I can say is when you get those 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. calls, and, and uh, it's just never a good thing. And uh, it was almost the exact Scenario that when I got the Ty Jordan call it was about 5:30 a.m. in the morning when I got the Ty Jordan call, and so first thing on your mind is, oh no, you know what's what's happened, and then you get the worst possible news, worst possible news, and uh, it's it's uh, it's it's challenging and it uh, and uh, takes everything you got to to overcome it. Do you have any plans to bring in some sort of independent grief counselor or something like that to kind of, if the guys need it or if you need it or the coaching staff kind of go yeah. there? Well, we have, we have a great support staff here in-house. We have a great uh, team of counselors and psychologists that uh, are available for our players. Our, our department's done a great job of, of assembling that team. And, and uh, we uh, had a team meeting the, the Monday right after the – the uh, passing of Aaron and, and the psychologists were there and make sure that we let everybody know that that uh, it's a resource and, and they are there for the support of the team. And don't try to deal with it on your own. If you're struggling, reach out. So that was the message. And and yeah, we, we did exactly what you say, but it was in-house rather than out-of-house. Kyle, when Ty died, you guys had gone for the holidays already. All right. At this point, you're in the middle of the season. Your players are together. Can that be beneficial being together? I think there's some therapeutic value to that. Yes, and to help you know everyone lean on each other and and uh, support each other. And we had a, a team meeting on Monday, like I said, and, and there was a chance for players and coaches alike to express their thoughts and feelings. And I think that was that was helpful. And that was uh, the start of the healing process. And you know, the healing process. The only thing that'll heal is time you can do whatever you want to do and as much as you want to do but but time is really the the thing that that uh, is the ultimate healer are you guys traveling to the wake and the funeral from l.a or where i want to go no we'll, we'll come back and the uh, funeral will be on monday yeah. so it's a week from today yeah what were, what were your thoughts when you saw that uh, the uh, police department made an arrest for, for well it was, it was a very positive thing and, and uh, it gives you some Sense of justice, I guess you can say, but but uh, we'll see how things transpire and and what happens from here. But but it's progress, and uh, so I thought that was a uh, you know a positive thing, and and I know our players are uh, feeling the same way. I know that um, players are dealing with a certain <clears throat> way but also the coaches, the guys, especially brought Aaron into the program. Mm-hmm. How are they handling it? Well, it's been difficult as you'd expect. I mean, you lose, you got you, when you're a coach. Uh, when you're the head coach you got 120 players and you treat them all and feel about them all like you do your own children and so it's like it's like losing one of your own and and uh, coaches uh, feel the same way particularly about their position group and then the coaches that recruited the, the particular players I mean that impacts them tremendously and so it's uh, you know it's 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 tough I mean, there's there's nothing uh, nothing that that uh, is uh, anything but a but a huge challenge in a situation like this. Kyle, what have you gone through, you know, in your life and in your career that kind of prepares you for how to lead people through this? Because they yeah. never really gonna turn to you. Yeah, and I uh, you know when, tell our team this all the time is when you lead the leaders most is during difficult times. Anybody can lead during good times when things are going smooth and, and so this challenges us all and and uh, particularly me as the as the leader of the program. Uh, any particular event? I mean, I've had very difficult things happen to me in my life, and, and losses of uh, loved ones, and so I would say your entire body of of your life is the preparation. You know, just just uh, going through life's ups and downs, and and uh, that's that's uh, you know just a generic statement, just it prepares you. It's you know it's prepared me and helped me in this situation, but. But uh, each situation is so unique and so, uh, you know, just uh, just so difficult to deal with. But but uh, you draw from your experience. Yeah. Well, in terms of grief and a player's processing things, has anybody come to you and says that they're just not up to playing this week? No, or nobody again? nobody's mentioned that. And uh, we had a uh, uh, we had two team meetings. week. We had one right on Sunday when when we just learned of the event and. Uh, it was, uh, you know, and everybody knew. It wasn't, you know, news travels so fast. There was nobody in that meeting that, that wasn't aware of what happened. But, but that was the first team meeting that we had. Then we had a, a team leadership council meeting uh, Sunday night because I wanted to get the feedback from the, from the leaders and, and uh, as far as, uh, you know, how we were going to move forward and what the, what the plan was and, and just to make sure that uh, coaches and players were all on the same page. Ty, what will you remember most about Aaron and, and Aaron, a lot of the same things I remember about Ty. Just a, a guy that had a smile on his face all the time, walked into a room and just was, was, uh, just lit up the room. I mean, the, the same comments and, and uh, description of Ty fits, fits Aaron, and I think that's maybe why they were so close. You know, they, were, they were a very close friendship, and, and uh, they were very similar in their personalities. And, uh, of course, they played different positions and that type of thing, but, but as far as who they were as, a, as people, uh, was, uh, there was a lot of common ground there. Coach, um, how much concern do you have that sometime in the near future, in the throes of a game, one or more of your players are going to have some sort of flashback or mm-hmm. some sort of response that potentially could take them back to a memory of Aaron or, I don't know, maybe they were. Have a party or something that could possibly put them in harm's way on the field? Uh, you know, I hadn't thought of that. That's something that I uh, hadn't, hadn't, uh, hadn't considered. But, uh, you know, when you, get, when you get in a football game, it's you go into game mode and you go into a different state of mind. And so uh, I think that, uh, I guess there's a possibility of that. But I would, I would say that, uh, you know, when a player, when a football player is in game mode, uh, he blocks everything else out and just focus on, on what's going on. Do you get, you get the sense that players, not that they want to put this past them, obviously they want to grieve, they want to do this, but football is an opportunity for them to kind of just, like you mentioned, kind of get out of that experience and just play? I mean, yeah. And, and especially with an opponent like USC, how does how that work? Yeah, and that's exactly the sentiment that the uh, leadership council said, is this, you know, the best... The best way to heal and the best way to uh, get through this together is to get back to doing what we, what they love and what they're here. You know, one of the main reasons they're here, obviously, getting their education is the primary reason. But, but uh, that's getting some, getting back to some sense of normalcy. But at the same time, you know, you never put it out of your mind. But it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just a, a therapy in and of itself. I guess you could say getting back on the field. Follow that up from a football standpoint, you guys came out of Washington State with some injuries with the three safeties. Yeah. Um, and Mekhi Bernard, can you offer anything on those? No, we don't ever offer injury information during the so season. So there's any season ending injuries? No, we do mention season ending. There's no season ending injuries out of that, yeah. So it's kind of our, our MO and how we handle that. You've you talked a lot about this season of trying to clean up some mistakes and games and everything. Is this going to be even harder now? With, but the distraction, or do you feel like players are maybe Maybe it's a little bit more attention to detail or whatever that means Well we'll see. You know, I can't I can't predict one way or another, but uh, there are certainly a lot of things that uh, we have to work on and, and continuing to continuing to work on, but but uh, whether this provides more focus, I could I couldn't tell you. I couldn't answer that. Kyle, how, how are you? <laughs> Hanging in there. Yeah, it's it's uh it's uh challenging it's you know you just you, a million things go through your head and, and you just you know keep going over and over the uh, you know essentially the same thoughts and and uh, it it uh, really uh, brought back ties passing I mean it, it kind of all is wrapped into one now and, and uh, so it's uh, been the most challenging year of my coaching career hands down without any question at all have you had a conversation with your players about you know going to parties and things like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a conversation we've had probably a thousand times. And, but this even heightens that and makes them aware that it's a different world we live in today. It's not it's not the same as it was even ten years ago. And, and you got to be careful. And, and that's not to say that Aaron put himself in a you know pointing the finger, say, hey, look, don't do that. But you just got to be aware. You got to be aware that that uh, things have changed and. Uh, and uh, try to keep yourself in safe situations. So what's What's your message to the team moving forward against USC? Obviously, this is a tough environment. This is it's not easy. Mm-hmm. What's the message now going into this game? Well, the message is we've got to prepare and have a great week of practice, just like it takes to win any ball game. You've got to You've got to do your work Monday through Friday, and and uh, that's our challenge. They had a They had a uh, Terrific week of practice, Washington State week. You know that was our best week of practice and preparation of the whole year, and and uh, I think uh, it showed. On although we put the ball in the ground a bunch of times, but but uh, for the most part, it, uh, particularly on defense, it showed. And so that's the same message. You know, our, our guys know what it takes to win at this level. It's it's uh, you know it's very challenging and it's it's uh, all encompassing. You know, you got to live your, you got to do things right all week long. You got to eat, sleep. Hydrate, practice, lift, study, filming. There's so much to the process, and they they get that, they understand that, and, and there really is no no way around that, regardless of circumstances. Coach, you're gonna do something similar with Aaron that you did with Yeah, exactly. And we're in this we're in the formative process of formulating and, and deciding, uh, you know, what we're gonna do with Aaron, just like uh, in his remembrance, just like we were with Ty. And uh, I think there'll be some common ground as well that, that both of them get celebrated uh, you know, in ways. And number 22, you won't see anyone wearing number 22 in this program again, at as least as long as I'm the head coach. And, and uh, we'd like to see that retired permanently. That's that's our wish. And, and uh, I think you'll see that happen. Any other questions, for Coach? On the a, on a football run, call, because we're going to be later in the week after mm-hmm. so all of these, I'm just curious if you've sorted out the running back position. Um, you have know, a lot of question marks after the Washington State game? Um, well, Ty, uh, Ty, T.J. Pledger uh, certainly had a, a terrific game and uh, put himself uh, squarely in the conversation as, as the, you know, a guy that's uh, in position to possibly be the primary back. Uh, Makai Bernard was banged up in that game going in. You saw him have to leave the game and didn't return. Uh, but when he's healthy, he's a, a terrific player. We're still Tavian Thomas is still a guy that we think has a ton of upside. But we've got to get the ball security situation corrected. Um, Chris Curry adds to what we're doing. So to answer your question, I don't I don't think we have a uh, you know we're going into week five and and uh, you know, we're still getting good production in the run game. It's just you know seems to be a little bit different each week. But uh, I can say that T.J. certainly made a move. And uh, whether or not Mackay is is ready to go this week, will will certainly have a bearing on that as well. And then at some point, we need to find out who Tavion Thomas is and and what he can bring to the table. So I know it's kind of vague, but uh, that's what it is. What did you see from USC in the game in Colorado? Got a little more simplistic on defense than they've been in weeks past, cutting down on the zone pressures. just stayed more basic, and it was to you know it was very successful for him. They they did a nice job on defense, um, offensively. You know the receiver is terrific. Uh, the London kid is is uh, as good as there is in the country, maybe the best in the country. And so he's certainly a weapon for him. Uh, quarterback Slovis uh, played well against Colorado. Uh, they ran the ball exceptionally well. I mean, they, Colorado was almost daring them to run the ball with some of their schemes and their fronts, and and they did, and uh, they they were successful. So they've got uh, you know a ton of talent, like I said at the onset, and uh, we'll have uh, our work cut out for us. And, and like I said, our uh, track record at the Coliseum hasn't been good, but that's you know that's history, and we're hoping that uh, that has no bearing on this year. You dialed down as a head coach getting out of a prediction game, but I know you got some expertise at <laughs> that. You proved that over a long period of time, and I'm curious if you're surprised by the Pac-12 scores you have seen or if it really is what you expect. Well, the thing about the Pac twelve is you never know what to expect, and that's the you know, that's the consistency. The consistency is the inconsistency and and uh, if that makes sense and and some of the scores, you know, Oregon. Losing, uh, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought that. Although Stanford's a really physical, good football team, but but uh, you know the way Oregon was playing, a number three in the country, you didn't see that coming. Uh, and just uh, I think there's only three uh, teams in the conference that don't have conference losses yet: us, uh, Arizona State, and Oregon State. And so that you know we're, we're two weeks in, is that right? Two or three weeks in, and, and there's only three out of 12 teams that don't have a conference loss. And so I think that tells you about the balance in this league.